Hey there, I'm Rachel. And I'm Jessica, and this is All Things Sensory by Harkla. Together, we're on a mission to help children, families, therapists, and educators live happy, healthy lives. We dive into all things sensory, special needs, occupational therapy, parenting, self-care, and so much more. In each episode, we share raw, honest, fun ideas and strategies for everyone to implement into daily life. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to All Things Sensory by Harkla. This is episode 161, and we are here today bringing you a very important topic that can be beneficial for everyone. Yes. So we're going to talk about looking at the whole child, the whole body, not just looking at the child for their deficits, but looking at underlying causes and just looking at the whole body. We are tired of band-aids. We are tired of fixing the symptoms, quote unquote, fixing the symptoms. We want to dive deeper and understand the why behind those deficits, what's causing them, and just to be able to help parents and therapists and educators find that why rather than always addressing the symptoms of the true underlying cause for whether it's the behavior, the sensory issue. Yeah, whatever Challenge. it is. Yeah. yeah, just whatever it is that's going on. So I love Kathy Johnson. I yes. think she's she's great. And she created the Pyramid of Potential. And in this Pyramid of Potential, the foundation is the mind and body health. Then it's neurodevelopment. Then sensory motor development then cognitive development, and at the top is academic success. So in order to have, you know, when we're talking about kids and we're talking about school, right, in order for our kids to be successful at school academically, they need to have a good foundation, good mind and body health. So that's really what we're talking about. It is. And I just have the picture of the tree in my mind for this. And I love trees. Yeah, I know. I think about your tattoo too. Yeah. It's like you have to have strong roots. You have to have powerful, just a strong foundation in order to have beautiful leaves and a tall trunk. And, you know, metaphorically speaking, you have to have these strong roots and this foundation in order to have these higher level functioning skills. I was even just thinking you need, still talking about the tree, you need to have good soil, good water. For it to keep oh, growing. Yeah. Right? So that was a really you good have metaphor. To nourish the roots yeah. and nourish the soil and feed it and give it sunshine every day. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe we need a picture. <laughs> I know. That was so good. Okay, so we'll talk about mind and body health. And it starts, I think, with nutrition, right? Actually, I think before we even start there, we should disclaimer, as always, and mm. say If you are concerned about any of these areas, talk to your doctor, find a specialist that you trust. You know, we are just giving you the very basics. We're just cutting off the tip of the iceberg here. Mm -hmm. So yes, thank you. Yeah. Do more research, more learning on your own. We're just here to start that conversation. So continue. That was perfect. (laughs) Okay. So nutrition, right? What food are you putting in your body? Is it mostly processed food? Do you have any fruits and veggies? Do you have any protein? You know, I've been doing a lot of research and reading about food and nutrition just for my own sake and for my kids' sake. And there's so much that goes into 
eating and drinking and what we're putting in our body and how it affects our skin, how it affects our mood and our energy levels. You know, I was listening to a podcast that talked about dehydration and how when we're dehydrated, it actually can cause fatigue. Mm -hmm. So if you're hitting that like midday slump, you don't need more coffee. You actually probably need more water. Absolutely. Even just, you know, how you're feeling do you get a headache every day? Are you staring at the screen? Are you moving? You know, fuel your body in order to find success. And, you know, there's so much in the in the world of feeding kiddos and the mind-body connection with feeding them that you want it to be a positive experience. You want to talk to them about how important it is to fuel your body, you know, speaking to the child and help them realize, I know it's hard. We have, we work with a lot of picky eaters, but, but if you start talking about that and you start modeling and saying, man, my gas tank is empty. I need a banana because that's a great opportunity for some healthy minerals and vitamins. And it's going to fuel up my gas tank and I'm going to be able to get through my day a little bit easier with something healthy. For real. Yeah, no, totally. And you know, just talking to our kids about, about food is going to be so helpful. And where, where does your food come from? That's a really great conversation to have with your kids too. You know, did you buy your fruits and veggies at the grocery store? Okay. But that's not where the food came from. Mm -hmm. You know, the apple at the grocery store came from an apple tree somewhere, Yeah, you know, so talk about those different pieces of it as well. And then you, we always want to talk about food sensitivities and allergies that cause inflammation because mm -hmm. any of that inflammation in our body is going to cause behaviors, mood changes, low energy, poor sleep. I mean, inflammation is so... It's that gut-brain connection. Yeah, it is. And two things. I want to go back to the where you get your food from. I think if you have a farmer's market in your neighborhood or in your area, you should definitely go to those and have your kiddo pick out some fruits and veggies and meats and honey and jams and and have a conversation with the person that you're buying it from and, and learn a little bit more about that. And a lot of these like local farms might even let you come to their farm with your kid and explore and see how that food is made. So cool. The other thing that I was thinking, going along to inflammation and food sensitivities and allergies, I was doing a little bit of reading on cradle cap and you know how common it is in babies to have cradle cap. And a couple of sources were saying that it's connected to gut health. And if there's, you know, something like gut dysbiosis or yeast overgrowth, then it shows in the skin, on the head. Yep. And it's just another one of those things that so many people and companies just pass off as common, even though it's not normal. And there's an underlying cause. You, know, you can get those hair brushes and whatnot that supposedly fix it. But it's like, what's the actual cause like, here? Why Let's look it? deeper. Yeah, you know? For real. Okay, so going along with this, if you do have a concern and you take it to your pediatrician and they blow it off, feel free to find a new pediatrician. Definitely. Just saying. Yeah. Go a different route. Go a more natural route if that's what you're feeling drawn to. Don't be afraid to ask questions and push the norm. You know, there's that whole, it's common, but it's not normal phrase. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's, that's like my new thing because I'm like, yeah, it's common, but, but is it normal? Yeah, that doesn't normal. mean that it's normal and that it should happen. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, it's, it's common 
for car accidents to happen. But does that mean it should happen? Yeah. That's the first example I could yeah. think of. <laughs> I was going to talk about guns, but I don't think we should go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. So nutrition. That's a really good place to start. Just look at look at the food you're eating and decide if if you're getting enough nutrients, if you're getting enough protein, if you're fueling your body. We do have a couple of previous episodes that you should listen to. One with Jennifer Johnson. She is an FNDP, I believe. But that was a great episode. Meal prep, planning with your kiddos. That's another good episode to listen to. So yeah, check those out too. Yeah. The next thing we want to look at with mind and body health is physical activity, right? So how much movement is happening throughout the day? Are you getting outside to get fresh air, walk on the grass, walk on the dirt, or are you mostly sedentary, sitting most of the day, spending a lot of time on the screen, that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another thing to keep in mind with physical activity is the kiddo under-responsive to sensory input? So are they not getting enough input, but they're not a sensory craver, so they're not seeking it? So that's a really important line to notice in your kiddo is they're under-responsive, but they're not seeking the input, but they still need more of it in order for it to register. So these are kind of the ones who might be considered lazy or lethargic and They don't know how to seek out that input that they're needing. Yeah. So even just like going for a walk after you eat, Mm -hmm. right? So we'll connect it to our nutrition and studies that have shown that even just a 10 minute walk after you eat helps to digest your food, right? So maybe you just start scheduling it into your daily routine to go for a 10 minute walk after dinner every night, no matter what. Yeah. So we do. Yeah. And, you know, I started doing it. We do it after breakfast Mm. and then after dinner, just because I found myself with, you know, just changes in what I'm doing is that I'm just sitting down so much I'm on the computer so much and sitting down so much, even, you know, I get a workout in, but it's just not enough. And so incorporating more quick walks around the neighborhood or a bike ride has been really helpful. Love it. All right. Let's talk about sleep. Oh, my goodness. What is... I don't even know what sleep is these days. I know. <laughs> I'm, and I'm a terrible sleeper in general, so it's like none of us sleep. Uh, usually I'm a good sleeper, but these days it's Dang few kids. far between. It's just a season. It's a season. It's a season. It's a yes. But, you know, ask yourself, are you getting enough sleep? Is your child getting enough sleep each night? Mm-hmm. So sleep is the process of repair. Right. So our brain and our body repairs itself during sleep, but this can't happen without good sleep, that good deep sleep. Yeah. I was going to say, talk about their quality of sleep. You know, if they have a bracelet fitness tracker that maybe tracks their sleep too, Mm. that they might be interested in seeing, oh yeah, I had great sleep or, oh, I didn't have good sleep or, you know, you use some sort of monitor on your little kiddo to just open your eyes and, and say, maybe this is the problem. Yeah. And if you're not getting good sleep, figure out why. Is it because the room is too bright or too noisy or too hot? Is it because you're on the screen right before bed and so your brain's all messed up? You know what I mean? Some kids will actually have seizures in their sleep. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's something to rule out, especially kiddos who have autism. They can have 
seizures while they're sleeping and no one knows about it. Yeah, for sure. So if your child is getting crappy sleep, figure out why. Maybe they're having some breathing difficulty during sleep. They have sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. They need their tonsils or adenoids taken out, you know. Go see a sleep specialist, whatever you need to do to figure out how to get better sleep. Yeah, I I feel like so often parents and therapists, you know, we're all, we're just trying to figure out during the day, like what is causing these challenges? How can we help them? What can we figure out? But we forget about sleep. Like sometimes just fixing sleep makes all of the difference. Oh, for sure. I mean, you think about, you know, how cranky you are if you don't get a good night's rest. Mm -hmm. Our kids are no different. And even, you know, it's even harder for them because oftentimes they can't verbalize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they don't know what good sleep is compared to broken sleep. Yeah. I think that's important to remember. Okay. The next one is stress. So this includes physical stress, emotional and mental stress. So physical stress is, you know, tough labor, maybe not getting enough nutrition, not enough sleep. That is all going to cause physical stress on your body. Yep. And that physical stress can be really harmful. Another thing to look into is fight or flight. So is your kiddo in a state of fight or flight constantly? It's hard to tell sometimes. Sometimes it's not that hard to tell. Yeah. These are the kids that are anxious. They've got some unintegrated primitive reflexes. Mm -hmm. They've got some sensory challenges. Mm -hmm. These are the kiddos who are in fight or flight and you can't get anything done. You can't function. You can't grow and thrive if you are in that constant state of fight, flight, or freeze. And the big reason for that is the release of all the chemicals, Mm -hmm. right? You have stress chemicals that are released during that fight or flight response And it's only supposed to be for a short amount of time, but if you're in constant fight or flight and those stress hormones and stress chemicals are constantly being released through your body, you can never actually just calm down. Yeah, it's very detrimental. So stressful. So there's also the emotional and mental stress aspect. So this can come from sensory overload or overstimulation. Chronic anxiety, kind of what we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. depression, loneliness, not having friends, Mm -hmm. you know, school-related stress. This is a really, really big one for our kiddos, especially our sensory kiddos, because oftentimes school is, I mean, almost all the time, school is harder for our sensory kids for a variety of reasons. So they're going to be more stressed out at school and maybe they don't have a good friend base. Maybe they don't Mm -hmm. have a good teacher to support them. Yeah. And, you know, just going one step further, if thinking about those EMFs, thinking about all of the Wi-Fi and electricity and radio frequencies that are so common to be in our environment these days, is that impacting your child? I was listening to a podcast episode. I don't even remember who it was, but they were talking about EMFs and how this gal, she actually turns their Wi-Fi off Mm -hmm. at night Yeah, and they don't have any electronics in their bedroom Mm -hmm. while they're sleeping. So just taking all of that away to help. Put your phone on airplane mode if you need it. If you need it in your room for your alarm or something, put it on airplane yeah, mode. For sure. You know, don't sleep next to the plugins. You know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of little fixes like that. We just want to take a minute and talk to you about our company, Harkla. 
Our mission at Harklet is to help those with special needs live happy, healthy lives. Not only do we accomplish this through the podcast, but we also have therapy products, easy to follow digital courses, and the Harkla Sensory Club to try to bring holistic care to you and your family. Listeners of the All Things Sensory Podcast get 10% off their first purchase at Harkla with the discount code SENSORY. We'd recommend checking out some of our best sellers like the Compression Sensory Swing, Weighted Blankets, or our course on sensory diets. And here's the best part. 1% of each sale gets donated to the University of Washington Autism Center to support autism research and fund scholarships to families in need to receive in-clinic therapy for their child. Learn more about Harkla and all we have to offer at harkla.co. That's H-A-R-K-L-A dot C-O. And don't forget to use the discount code SENSORY to get 10% off your first purchase. That's S-E-N-S-O-R-Y for 10% off. And the best part is all Harkla orders come with a lifetime guarantee and free shipping. You really can't beat that. No. You can't. Okay, let's get back to the show. Let's talk about trauma. This is a tough one. Physical trauma, emotional trauma, abuse, neglect, verbal abuse, you know, there's so many ways that our kiddos can have a higher ACE score. And Wait, so, so explain what the ACE score is. The really ACE quick. is adverse childhood experiences. And so there's a special way that you kind of get your score. And each traumatic event that happens, it's added to your score. And, you know, research is showing that so many of our kids these days have those higher ACE scores. And... That's scary to me. It is. And I think it's important to remember that we all go through trauma. So Mm -hmm. trauma can be anything from the death of a pet Mm -hmm. to a car accident to watching a loved one pass away. You know, I mean, trauma is even just these little things that we go through Mm -hmm. that are common or normal, but they do cause trauma, emotional trauma. I like to think of it as a cup. You know, everyone has a trauma cup and, you know, Daniel gets so mad at me because we'll be watching a TV show and something bad will happen to this kid in the TV show. And I'm like, oh, that's trauma in his cup. I feel so bad for him. You know, it's like, can you just watch a show without observing all this stuff? I'm like, no, I can't. But it's so true. You know, I mean, as adults, we have cups that are full oftentimes and, and that trauma can really significantly impact our overall well-being and sometimes just seeking out therapy as an adult, seeking out therapy for your kiddos, just talking to someone about that can be really, really helpful. And I know that therapy has been seen as like something you do when something's wrong, but there's a lot of studies out there that show that therapy is actually just helpful for anyone going Mm -hmm. through anything, just going through life. Yeah. Because you get to talk to someone who doesn't know you, who doesn't have who isn't going to like judge you yes right and they can give you a very unbiased opinion and strategies to help yeah and they can just kind of help you unpack everything that's gone on in your life and and connect the dots and and see what's really impacting you and what maybe isn't impacting you yeah and so then thinking about our kids you know especially our kids in school they go through trauma at school you know maybe they get bullied or maybe they are a bully you know that's that's trauma both ways it is oh 
So hard. The last one, too, is a traumatic birth experience. So that's going to cause a lot of different things to happen as the child grows up if there was trauma during the birthing experience. And this one's tough because, you know, maybe the child stops breathing. Maybe their cord was wrapped around their neck and, you know, they're breathing and everything's okay, quote unquote. But down the road when things are happening and there's no rhyme or reason. I think that's when we can look back and say, I wonder if it's connected to their birth experience. And the answer is yes. Nine times out of 10, it will be connected. Yeah. We can't say a hundred percent for sure, but I feel like it could be very often. Yes. (laughs) So definitely something to keep in mind. You know, it's not, sometimes it's preventable. I, I can go off on a whole new podcast on, on birth and all that (laughs) stuff. But uh, I don't know. I just, sometimes it's not preventable. And and sometimes we just have to, to know that this could cause potential challenges down the road and, uh, and do our best to prevent and be proactive. Yeah, for sure. Okay. The last one that we're going to talk about is primitive reflex integration. You guys know, I hope that, (laughs) that you know, if you don't know, then you're going to know how much we love primitive reflexes and how much we primitive reflexes are just really important. Okay. (laughs) That's what we need you to know. So if the child was born prematurely, they're probably going to have some retained primitive reflexes. If there was a traumatic birth and from a gross motor standpoint, is the child struggling with dissociating different parts of their body? So for example, if they turn their head, does one of their arms also move in an uncontrollable way, mm-hmm. for example? Yeah. You know, is that child maybe missing components of the sensory motor development due to skipping milestones? Maybe they skipped crawling. Maybe they never really rolled proficiently in both directions. Maybe they can't hold a tall kneel position. So all of these milestones that build on each other, you know, if we skip those, that can impact those reflexes going away as they normally should. Yep. So that was pretty much it from a mind and body health standpoint, I think. And that was kind of the focus here is just looking at the child and saying, okay, let's look at their body health. Let's look at their mind health. Let's look at their trauma, primitive reflexes. Let's really get down to the foundation of what they need to be doing. Yeah. And this goes for therapists. You know, we want to address the family's concerns first, but. Oh, sorry. I was just going to up and say like, you know, when you have a family come into the clinic and you're doing an evaluation and you're getting the intake and the parents say, look, my child is having meltdowns constantly. You want to address those concerns because that's what the family needs in that moment. Mm -hmm. But by doing so, ask those questions and figure out why. And I'm sure you can get to the bottom of it just by, you know, filling out your occupational profile and, and asking them in a judgment-free way, if you're a therapist and then you can, then you can discuss all of these, these brain, body, mind, health things that we talked about today. And you can see, Oh, my child is, you know, the kiddo is five years old and drinks milk from a bottle every night, you know? probably not the healthiest thing they can be doing, right? So so you're you're realizing all of these dots that need to be connected and and you can really make an impact just by looking at their history and 
looking at the child as a whole to figure out your game plan. That help. And I think as a parent, it's important to just be honest with yourself and say, yeah, no, we eat a lot of fast food. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is impacting my child's attention and focus and ability to, you know, be successful at school. Mm -hmm. And just be honest with yourself. It's okay. I mean, we all get fast food. You know, we all do things that we're not necessarily proud of or, right. you, or that or that know are the healthiest. Are, that are great. Yeah. Right. We all do it. But I think just being honest with yourself and saying, okay, I know that I do this. What can I change? What's one little thing I can change to take a step towards a healthier life and help my child be a little bit healthier, a little bit happier and feel a little bit more successful? Yeah. Now, one thing that we like to recommend is using a tracking sheet or a visual aid with your clients, with yourself, your parent, you know, keep track of all of these things that we mentioned, you know, the, the food every day, the sleep, the water, the stress, you know, if something traumatic happened, make a note of it Mm -hmm. and see a therapist or talk about it. If you don't think your child had their, if you don't think their primitive reflexes are integrated, make a note of it and, and just baby steps to make a plan to make a difference. Yeah, I think that's huge. It's just baby steps. It's one little step at a time. Address the biggest concern and ask what you can do first. Ask your family, ask your, you know, if you're a therapist, ask the family what they can do first. If you are a parent, ask what you can do first. What's one step you can do right now to just help your child feel and be healthier? Mm -hmm. I love it. All right. I feel like this was a helpful episode. I hope so. I hope hope it was. If you have any follow-up questions, if you feel like there's anything we missed that you'd like to add to, let us know. If you have any strategies that you have found that you love, we would love to share that with everyone because sharing is caring and that's why we're here. If this episode resonated with you, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes. We'd appreciate you taking a screenshot of listening and share it on social media. You can tag us at All Things Sensory Podcast or Harkla underscore family. And I think that's it. I think so. Yeah, thanks for being here, you guys. Have an awesome week and we will chat next week. Thank you so much for listening to All Things Sensory by Harkla. If you want more information on anything we mentioned in the show, head over to harkla.co slash podcast to get all of the show notes. We always have the show notes and links, plus full transcripts to make following along as easy as possible for everyone. If you have follow-up questions, the best place to ask those is in the comments on the show notes or message us on our Instagram account, which is at Harkla underscore family. If you just search Harkla, you'll find us. Like we mentioned before, our podcast listeners get 10% off their first order at Harkla, whether it's for one of our digital courses, one of our sensory swings, the discount code sensory will save you 10%. That code is S-E-N-S-O-R-Y. Head over to harkla.co slash sensory to use that code right now. So you don't forget. We're so excited to work together to help create confident kids all over the world and work towards a happier, healthier life. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Just a friendly reminder, this is general information related to occupational therapy, pediatrics, and sensory integration. We do not know you or your child. Therefore, we do not know any specific needs. Therefore, you should always refer back to your pediatrician and occupational therapist for more information.